This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. Hi. God, I hope it caught that last yeah Ooh, that you yeah. just did. Yeah. Hey guys. Welcome to Sip. Survive. And repeat. Oh, Kenny didn't want to do the voice. <laughs> nope. <laughs> He's like, I'm boycotting you bitches today. <laughs> um, well, I was just telling uh, these two yahoos about my lunch, everyone, and I would Ooh. like to tell you all about it because I'm so excited. It was a steak dip situation. It was a sandwich. And I just want to tell you all, it's from a place called Moosehead, which is like local. So I'm sorry for people who don't live in Northeast Ohio, especially on the West side. But um, it was Texas toast, steak, cheese, more Texas toast, melted cheese on top, and then French onion soup that you dipped it in. A dip. What was the steak? Wow, today's going to be hard. Oh. I almost said tard. Today's going to be hard for <laughs> today's me. Today's going to be hard. Um, I had a very long day yesterday. Was the steak thinly sliced? How was it sliced? No, That's gonna. It was oh. chunks. Mm. I usually don't like that either, but it, I was don't de- either. it was delicious. What kind of cheese? Provolone? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, you know, very, like, toasted I bread. I love a thin sliced steak. I do, too. On a sandwich. But, but I don't like a chunky steak on a here's sandwich. Here's the thing. The steak was very um, tender, so I didn't feel oh, like okay. I was, like, fighting. Oh, you know, I don't well. like when it's thick and it's hard and you're, like, you're fighting with it. I don't yeah. want to fight with my sandwich. Uh-uh. I want, like, a steakum, yes. like a steak escape back in the day at the mall. Yes. That's what I want. Yes. Oh, and my a God. French dip. Mm, I just want to dip it God. in that French. Darn it. <laughs> Anyway, I feel like I'm going to die. Jenny, like, literally rolled into my house. I'm just kidding. I mean, basically, yes. I feel like I'm going to die. I'm never going to eat the rest of the day. And then I asked her the insane question if she's wearing jeans. Which Which I don't. I mean, it is hot. It's more likely that I'm wearing leggings at any given point than any kind of pants with a zipper. Also, if I'm wearing jeans, there's a high likelihood it has an elastic waist because I say, <laughs> fuck the zipper. I make myself wear jeans most days because I only have one nice pair of leggings. I I didn't say they were nice leggings. Oh, well, I mean, like, com- <laughs> when I say nice, I mean comfortable. Oh. Like, meaning I like to wear them. Oh, I found a pair of leggings that I liked years ago, mm-hmm. and then I bought 10 pairs. I will. I did just splurge recently at Lululemon on a pair of joggers. Oh, yes, yes. I saw those. Were yes. you wearing them the other day? Yes. At the party? Was that it? No. Uh, Here? Oh, yes. Okay. I was drunk. I don't remember. But yes, it <laughs> was what I was wearing. Um, I All my leggings, for the most part, I have a couple pairs from Target that are like mm-hmm. more athletic, but my just everyday leggings are from Soma Intimates. Mm-hmm. So, I just bought a pair of pajama pants from there. I really do like their pajamas. They're, they're very really com- soft. Yes. They're very comfy. They're very soft. They do have some leggings and like tunic tops mm-hmm. and you know that's like my jam so back god this had to be like four or five years ago i bought like a billion pairs well now they're starting to get holes in them it's time it's time for new leggings but not today <laughs> but today you're gonna bust a new hole in those today let's just make new holes <laughs> Ew. Gross. Um, we are behind on our partnership with magna wine boutique because I was supposed to pick up wine today, but they changed their hours because um, the pandemic, I don't know. I feel like it's my turn to pick it up. I'll get it next time. Okay. You're in charge of it next time. Okay. Um, you get this this time yes. and I'll get it next time. Okay. So long story short, we don't have any Magna wine from the boutique. However, if you're interested in their um, wine club, 
it's very easy to join. You go to magnawineboutique.com and you click on Wine Club. <laughs> so do that. You get you can pick from two different uh, selections of wine. You get two bottles from that selection. Uh, they have the Sweet Boutique and then they have Shelly's something choice. Choice. Favorite choice. Something. Um, they're delicious. And we we actually we had a bunch of their wine in general, but yeah. we've drank it all because it's delicious. So we are now out of all of our Magna wine, not even the ones that are part of the I have a white. I still have a white in there. Oh, okay. But I'm is, that kinda, the, is that the Forge? Yes. Okay. But I'm saving it for mm-hmm. a good white, crisp. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. When, I don't know. Whenever it's, it's really good because I definitely didn't save it for anything. I just opened it for shits and giggles. It's just been an, it's for some reason I'm just saving it. I, I feel like because it's been kind of cooler here, so I haven't <sighs> drank it. My favorite. So I want red now, so. Right. Well, we are drinking a red from my Wink... Uh, wine box Very which good. sat in my office for many months many moons until our boss went and brought us my wines oh we did <laughs> yeah that's nice of them yeah very sweet um so this one is it looks french i don't know if it's actually i'm glad you're french. trying to pronounce this because uh l'atelier de soupe i was a french miner in oh, college um it's a produit de france you have to say you have to make your R sound like you have something stuck in your throat. That's the, that's the main gist of it. Um, it is. It says it channels the spirit of sunny southern France with a tempting blend of Syrah and Grenache. It's easygoing, lush, and fruit forward, and it's unoaked. It's very smooth. It's very nice. I like it. And dry. It's fourteen point six percent ABV, so it's a oh. little it's a little dicey. You guys, so I need we, to slow down because I'm working out after this. Yes. What are you doing? Pilates. Pilates. Okay. Like the reformer, like on the machine. I was going to say, do you do the machine kind? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And I can only go once a week because it's really expensive. Well, the place I go is not, it's actually affordable, but right. the next package up is, I think is very expensive. So I do okay. once a week Okay. and it's fucking hard and I love it. Um, I didn't get to ride for a while because Donna, the horse had her skin doing? disease or her allergies. We're not sure a hundred percent what she had. She's doing much better. She's but you said past tense had, so it's good. Yes. So her, she still has some bumps here and there that seem to be itching her, but mm-hmm. like they're much better. And it, at this point, those could just be bug bites, but okay. that should be going away too if there's bugs because it's getting so cold at night that mm-hmm. like that's going to go away too. Yes. Um. So I ha- I started riding her again and I'm going to be honest with you, my inner thighs were like, girl, it's been a couple weeks because... Mm-hmm. And people are always like, horseback riding isn't exercise. Uh, tell that to my inner thighs who are like, F And it's off. a good core workout too. Yeah. Core, back, uh, inner thighs, um, legs in general. Yeah. But I'm just, I was, I, I texted my trainer was like, I'm so sore. And she's like, good sore? And I'm like, yes, but I didn't think I'd be that sore after just a couple weeks. How, okay. So it's it like been two, two weeks, weeks that I didn't ride. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. but if you don't do any work, like I didn't do Pilates, I skipped a week and then I went last week. Mm-hmm. Yes, and my abs hurt for three days. Right? Yeah. So isn't that crazy? But it feels good. Like you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. I was kind of like, mm, okay, my underwear is getting tight, so I feel oh, like God. I need to do. Yeah. When your underwear gets tight, that is like the worst. So I know. I mean, I know that happens to my me. body. That happens to me occasionally. I'm a little worried after that lunch today that my underwear is going to get tight soon, so I need to really Just reel it in. I'm going to reel it in. Um, I would also like to say, though, that's when I knew my pregnancy had really taken off because my ass got so big. I had to buy these underwear that Donald, uh, my husband, mistook for a shirt. Oh, how? Um, 
they were very large. Yeah, <laughs> they I were guess very large, so. and they came up. Oh, meaning they like came up over the he belly, was folding them or yes, something. And yes. thought, okay, I thought it meant while you were wearing them. I'm like, how? Wait, no, I don't no, no, no. He was like folding laundry, and they like came up over the belly, so they were like, yeah, aggressive. You were also pregnant. I so. needed them to be comfortable, and and then I tried to put them on after pregnancy, mm-hmm. and they were so ridiculous. I was like. You know who makes the best underwear? Who? Well, Gap used to make the best underwear. Like okay. granny panties, like boy shorts to wear mm-hmm. to bed. They don't do them anymore, but I still mm. have a pair from like, co- I have three pairs from college that I still wear. Ooh, right. College was a long time ago. College was a like long time ago. Like 15 years ago. Holy shit, we're I'm old. still wearing them. Nice. Good work. Yeah. Good job, Gap. Good job, Gap. Making quality underwear for 15 years. Woo! Ooh. Um, okay, should we talk about survival stories? Yeah. Sure. I'm, taking, I'm, I'm gonna take my shoes off and get comfortable. I'm gonna have a, a blanket wrapped around my waist. I was cold when I got here, and I'm already starting to have a sweat Ugh, stash. It's so. freezing in here. I don't know what's wrong with me. I mean, you could. We can switch spots, and if you want to sit next to the, I'm okay right now. Okay. I, I also haven't pulled up my sleeves yet, so like we have a couple options. You can also take your. Yeah, I have a tank top on under this. Okay. I can't say it's like super appropriate, but it's my house. It's fine. Oh. I think you're okay. Okay. Um, who should go first? Kenny, what do you think? Should we mix it up or yeah, let's? Who usually goes first, honestly? Me. Let's go, Jenny. Let's okay. do it. Why not? Oh, crazy! <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't prepare heavily for this episode, <laughs> so I feel like we say that every week. Yeah, we do. Um, okay, so I am doing the survival story of Ann Rogers and her dog. Queenie. Oh, I love it already. (laughs) We haven't done this one before. Now that I just said the dog's name, I was like, this sounds a little familiar, but I also had a cat named Queenie. We'll see. I don't know. Shit. Okay. Kind of sounds familiar. Fuck. Is she a golden retriever? No. Okay. It's not the locks, the golden locks one I did. No, 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 no. no. It's not. Okay. 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 Um, so, uh, Ann Rogers and her dog Queenie, um, got lost in the uh, Arizona wilderness, which is really bad because Arizona is deserty, hot as, and cold as fuck. At it's night. both. Yes. It's both seas, which is like the worst. Although I have to say, I appreciate that. And I feel like one day, if I ever live somewhere else, you'll, you'll live in I Arizona. I think Arizona would be nice. I've never been to Arizona. <gasps> never been. You would love Sedona. I'm sure I would. I don't know why I paused. You paused like you were going to disagree with me. I I know. "Mm." But then I live in, no offense to Northeast Ohio, because it's beautiful here. But, I mean, Arizona sounds magical. Well, I just really love, yeah. Well, no. The heat is not my favorite. And I don't care what anyone says. Dry heat, it's still hot as fuck. But I love being, I hate being cold. So I think I actually would really enjoy Arizona. Yeah. But I think it does get cold at night, because, again, desert. Yeah. But I'm inside in bed. Who cares? (laughs) That's the good sleeping weather. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Um, I just want to get to the part where it talks about like where this all happened. Like what part of it? Ar- oh, that's the part. Okay, so she was traveling from Tucson, and she was going to a place called Sholo. Okay. S H O W, L O W. Wow. Sholo. Yeah. I was like, I don't, okay, that sounds great. Um, so she was, she's 72 years old. Oh, I'm picturing like a young college whippersnapper. Nope. Okay. 72 traveling with Queenie, her dog, who's Mm. two years old and a cat. 
They never tell you the cat's name. It's just a rando cat in the car. Is she moving somewhere? No, she is driving to another city to celebrate her birthday with, I think, a friend. With her cat? Fuck if I know. Maybe her friend really likes the cat. Okay. Anyway. Have you ever been in the car with a cat before? Absolutely not. It's you, awful. Yeah, I mean, it you take them to the great. vet, they're like, <laughs> the whole time. It's oh, terrible. Maybe this cat liked the car. Maybe this cat was into car trips. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Okay. Um, so on her way, she made a series of wrong turns oh. along freeways in the Southeast Valley. I don't know where that is, but it sounds like it's in the Southeast. And it sounds like hilly because it's a <laughs> yeah. valley. Um, along the way, the roads she chose became narrower Mm. and then they became unpaved. Mm -mm. I say once you hit that kind of road, you turn around. You turn that around. (laughs) You Um, turn that Buick around. Yeah. And not the new Q Buicks. Dun, 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 Because you have a Buick. I do have a Buick. Q1. It's adorable. It's an envision if you guys are interested. Buick did not pay for this. Okay. Um, she texted a friend, which I was like 72 in texting. Love her. She's mm. like on it. Uh, she texted a friend the mile marker numbers near her location. And so was she like, was getting nervous. Yes. She was getting nervous. And the reason she had gotten off the main freeway was mm-hmm. because she needed gas. Mm. Okay. Well... On a private road in the isolated area of the Fort Apache Reservation, Ann Rogers ran out of gas and her car lost battery power. Oh, geez. Two for two. Yeah. Um, So this is one of my favorite things. Um, Somewhere in here it says the name and I can't even, I like want to know what the name of this thing is. Okay. She had a compact mirror, a lighter and binoculars. And these were all items that were recommended to her that she found, uh, or that she learned about during a survival course she had taken. What? Okay. And I want to say it's like mountain women or something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I might be into that. Yeah. So I'm like 72 years old taking survival courses. Like for what? I mean, you watch enough naked and afraid. You want to learn some survival skills. Yeah. Apparently her and her girlfriends were like, this is going to be super fun. Or you could be like my neighbors who've been shooting bow and arrows in their backyard. (gasps) Whole nother conversation. You should play them the episode about the time that that bow and arrow almost killed that woman. There's a lot of drama here this past weekend. The cops were called. Not from us, but. What about the bow and arrow situation? Yes. Anyway, maybe they're into survival. No matter what, though, you should like leave them a secret note. Like, please listen to episode of Sip Survivor Pete number da 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 da. Please, you live in the burbs. Don't be shooting arrows. I don't in your backyard. There's places for that. I don't think you're allowed to do Go that. Go away. Anyway, anyway. <sighs> um. So. Okay. So she has all this stuff: mirror, lighter, binoculars. Great. Um. Ooh, who's calling me? Mm-mm. Um, her cell phone, however, that she had with her didn't have a signal anymore because she's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So she decided to don multiple layers of clothing to warm herself. And she described herself as having a bird boned body. So she's a real tiny gal. A bird boned. Bird boned. Um, I guess I'm going to assume that means real skinny. And no French dip sandwiches from the moose head. No, that's not. (laughs) That is not how you get a bird bone body. (laughs) If you want more of a rotund body. <laughs> Which would have, she would have been a lot more comfortable. She would have been warmer. I'm just saying. This is all for survival. Okay. I'm doing this for the show. Yes. Okay. Uh, she spent the night in her hybrid Ford Fusion with her two-year-old dog, Queenie, and cat. No name. <laughs> I'm like, this poor cat is just like 
kitty and the cat um she then decided to map out her plan for the next day and she was hoping to find some sign of civilization um okay so the next morning she wakes up and her first thought was we'll just wait for a car to pass so she waited for hours Mm. and nothing happened no cars no people no nothing nada um so at that point her and queenie the dog leave the cat in the car with food and water mm-hmm. uh and they start to um go out on what would end up being a week and a half oh shit of trekking through hazardous terrain oh no 72 year old ann rogers <laughs> So don't they say you're supposed to stay put? Yes. Okay. So that's one of the things that they do point out later in the article is you really, um, if you're in a car, you should stay with the vehicle because Mm -hmm. it's easier to spot, especially from aerial stuff Mm -hmm. than, um, than like a human because humans tend to blend in more to the terrain. Yeah, for sure. And I'm envisioning this being like a little dog, so I'm sure it didn't like yeah. stick out. Like it's not like a giant black lab or something. No, it. There's a picture of it. It looks like a little, maybe like a lab interior. Yeah, mix. like a little so like fluffer, a, like a, a, a medium sized yeah. dog. Um, okay, so she at this point decides that she wants to reach a ranch that she had passed along the way, um, but she kind of remembered as she started to walk in what she thought was the direction that it would take her a really long time to get there by foot. You know how when you're driving and you think things are close? Mm-hmm. If you walk to that thing, that it's not going to be close anymore. Um, so she realizes it's going to take um, more than a day to reach the ranch that she Ooh. thought she remembered where it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of following the road, which maybe would have been smarter, um, she decided to climb a nearby mesa. Oh. <laughs> like, Anne, get it together. Um, because she wanted to search the horizon with her binocs, um, and look for water and telephone lines. And I'm like, okay, I, gu- I guess she's trying. I would not like waste my energy climbing mesas though. No. Okay. But she really, she felt like she had some food and water in the car, but it was like obviously diminishing very quickly. So she was like, okay, we need to find water. So, okay. She's up there looking with her binocs, looking for the water. Um, the hike up and down the mesa took two days wow so this must have been some fucking mesa and that's a bold decision bold bold mm-hmm. um so she decides that she's going to follow the streams because again from her survival class mm-hmm. she knew that there would be edible non-toxic berries present and i was like mixed with toxic berries somewhere yeah i don't know uh so she climbed into the canyon with queenie as her guide queenie um so oh here we go she decided to tap into her wilderness training let's hear it what'd she do with that mirror roger said that she and some friends attended an arizona wild woman survival seminar wild woman i i mean i would be into it i really i was waiting this whole time i was like what the fuck's the name of this thing wild woman survival seminar yes uh, it was years ago, and I'm, like, hoping it was just, like, a few years before oh. this, but whatever. Um, it equipped her with knowledge of how to approach a situation similar to the one she was now facing. Um, she she later said, it definitely did teach us skills. Okay, great, man. Uh, so some of the things that she learned to do, which I was like, what kind of, what? She learned how to rappel down a cliff. Hmm. 
as well as the tools she might need to bring in case of emergency. Um, her quote was, none of us expects ever to end up in a situation where we feel entirely helpless and get to the point of, why hasn't somebody come? Why hasn't somebody understood that I've gone missing? <laughs> I mean, a week and a half is a long time. It sure is. Um, so officers at this point attempted to contact Roger's family members, um, and they didn't realize that they had that she had gone missing. So this is another tip for all you tell people where you are. Yes, for all you travelers out going. there. Even if you think you know where you're going, which I'm pretty sure Anne did know where she was going, you can get off route or discombobulated, in which case, if you get lost, it's good if somebody knows that you were you're not going to be home and that you should have been to XYZ destination by XYZ time. Yeah, I mean, even if she... Goodbye. <laughs> even if she got a flat tire. I mean, right. anything could have happened. Exactly. So just tell people where you're going. Yeah. So um, her friend, uh, who is a retired Marine, is the one she texted the mile marker number oh, two. Okay. Um, he's the one who actually called authorities um, mm-hmm. because uh, he obviously knew that that was the last time he heard from her. Mm-hmm. Um, so he basically demanded that they search for her. Good for you. Yeah. Retired get that Marine. copter out there. Yes. Um, so temperatures, as I mentioned before, were dipping at night and she would set up camp and build a fire and it was for warmth. And she also used it to send smoke signals. I'm like, you're the cutest. Um, oh, here we go. Her dog, a box terrier mix. Oh yeah. It's a little guy. Yeah survived on clover and he found the easiest or she i think found the easiest paths for rogers to take so queenie was kind of like the guide who would like find the the paths that she could actually handle um tribal authorities discovered rogers car on april 3rd only i think three days after she had gone missing so had she stayed near her car in her car they would have found her within three days or if she would have maybe left a note if she had pen and paper to Wait. say I'm okay there's Sorry. a note there's oh. a note okay so um DPS ranger helicopters were sent out to do the aerial thing look for mm-hmm. her up there and um a lot of the times they didn't see her because um Rogers had holed up in an old house that had been abandoned oh and so sometimes she was not in plain view um so she did know however that rescue cues crews would be looking for her um and so she did some things to try and point them in the right direction so she used um sticks and stones to break their bones no she used (laughs) sorry she used (gasps) sticks and stones to spell out the word help uh on the canyon floor really big and she also hand wrote a note and put it under one of the rocks in the help okay sign um see uh the the note basically said i'm out of food and water and i'm heading down the canyon okay so she was trying to say like give them clues she also found a whitened elk skull nearby and she put it um in her path so that they knew that was the way she had gone because it was like wouldn't have just landed Mm -hmm. where she put it um and she used the dilapidated house that she was staying at she used their fireplace um to cook food and um, so, again, she was traveling because she was going to celebrate her birthday with someone. And so on her birthday, she was alone in the wilderness, well, with Queenie. And she decided that she was going to cook herself a nice turtle dinner. 
Oh. So um, on April 4th, she cooked it over the flames in the fireplace of the house. And um, she said it turned out well. It tasted a lot like chicken, just like everyone always says, tastes like chicken. Uh, very mild. But she was very upset because it melted her fur-lined boots. <laughs> How did it melt her fur-lined boots? Um, like the fire? Yeah, I oh. think she put her boots too close to it, oh. and it melted them. I'm like, oh. like her Uggs? That's sad. Okay, so she said I needed the protein, um, and she said I cooked it, peeled off its shell, and ate all the muscles on its leg Ooh. and neck. Whoa. Okay, um, so when she wasn't walking or carrying things, she would journal, sketch, and meditate. She's very well balanced. Right? I'd be like screaming. Right? I would be like flaring my arms like, wah! Yeah. I, and I feel like I wouldn't have left the car. I would know. Absolutely mm-mm, not. Mm-mm. Um, okay. With the discovery of her car, other law enforcement agencies join the hunt because at this point they now know that she is somewhere out in the wilderness and they need to find her. So um, finally, she says, I knew people saw me um, because authorities spotted Queenie walking out of the Canyon Creek area mm-hmm. on Saturday. And um, they kind of rounded a bend and saw Rogers. Uh, and she was standing out along a stream, waving her arms in the air. Oh. Um, she had remained in the Canyon that night because she was preparing to create a signal fire before nightfall. Um, but while she was getting ready to make her fire for signaling, um, she started to hear the rudders of the helicopter. And she said, I was ecstatic. At last, finally, I knew that people saw me. I knew they were coming down this canyon and we were leaving today. So it was a two-person Flagstaff-based crew in the helicopter, and they found her. Um, They said they were shocked to find Rogers given the length of her disappearance. So in the end, it was a total of nine days. That's a lot. I mean, especially for being an older... An older gal. Yeah. Um, her face was covered in dark soot from all the fires she had set, trying to like do signal fires. And her Uggs were ruined. Her Uggs were fucking melted. Damn it. They're so expensive too. Um, and she said, I was completely shocked. Um, or no, I'm sorry. This was one of the rescue uh, pilots. He said, I was completely shocked up until that point. I thought we were looking for a body. I was like, whoa, that accelerated quickly. Uh, (laughs) For me, it was like a hail Mary pass to find her. That is a sports term. Everyone. Um, so like I said, Rogers could have been found earlier if she had stayed with her car. So let's just remember that, everyone. Um, da, 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 da. Um, most people who come on with searches, even if they've been out there for a few days or only a day with not much water or food, aren't in as good condition as Anne. So she, she was, sounds like she again very well rounded. Yeah, yoga, it was that meditating. wild wild woman wilderness training. Yeah. Um, her spirits and having her dog with her played a big part in that. So what Queenie. The, what about the cat? Oh, when they found the car, they took the cat. The cat was fine. I'm sure. They did. Again, it's yeah. like she had this cat and then everybody's just but like. But it's such a bizarre thing to add to the story and not mention again. Right. Well, the cat has no name. The cat was just left in the car. It's weird they that there the was car. a cat in the car. What happened with the cat <laughs> in the car? Did you take it? Was it dead? Like what happened? Anyway. Um. So the first words I remember her saying were thank you and that she was glad we'd found her. Um, so she provided detail on how she survived her time in the wilderness. Um, but she's, it was still very, uh, I don't know, s- uh, not suspicious, but like a lot of people just couldn't figure out how she got so lost. 
And so it did come out that she had suffered from mental health issues in the past. Um, but that was pretty much the only thing that they said. They didn't really get yeah, that into That doesn't mean you're getting out. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what that means. That I could think, mean a variety of items. I think she's what, in her 70s? Yeah. Your sight's not as good. I mean, I can't see at night when I drive, and oh. I'm in my late 30s. I've gotten lost. I got lost in Berea. I mean, not recently, but like when I was younger. Well, it is confusing there. I understand uh, that. I went on a, a weird date at a brewery and I was coming home and I thought I had it under control and I didn't. Or like imagine driving through the Metro parks at night where no. it's really dark. Gross. It's easy to get Mm-mm. lost in there. Yeah. That's just like not going to happen. So anyway, um, both rescuers described her as being in good condition. She went to the hospital and was released, I think later that day. And she is a testament to the human spirit, said one of the rescuers. So that is the story of Anne Rogers, 72 years old with her dog, Queenie, living for nine days in the Arizona wilderness. Damn. Mm, and And you, we have not done that one before. Queenie, okay. Queenie did sound familiar, but... I think there was another dog named Queenie in mm. another story. Yeah. So, must be like a maybe popular dog name. Again, my dad had a cat named Queenie, oh. but I, I don't know about a dog, but... I mean, I have a dog named Sedona named after Sedona, Arizona. So, because she has red hair and there's red rocks connection <laughs> anyway Great that's job. my story okay Danelle I loved it hey, that was good thank you um okay Kenny sent me this one yeah he did and I completely forgot he sent it to me oh geez and I was bitching about having to find a story and he's like what about the one I sent you I'm like oh yeah duh Perfect. and it's a really good one and I'm also ill-prepared per Perfect. usual Perfect. and I did try to write it out though look I like I'm it. gonna try she does not have a computer in front of her I people. don't have a computer in front of me The biggest challenge of this is pronouncing the guy's name correctly. Okay. So here we go. Great. This is a survival story of Ludger. Yeah. Um, Silbirus? Silbirus? I don't know. I think Silbirus. Silbirus. We'll go. It's it's Caribbean, so probably not. Okay, whatever. Whatever. We're going to call him Ludger. Okay. Um, he was born in 1875. Ooh, taking it back. It's an old-timey one. Mm-hmm. Um, on a rugged Caribbean island. Rugged? Um, it's a small fishing village. Okay. Well, his village is small, but there's like a larger city nearby. Okay. Anyway, I just got really hot. Right? What did I tell you? It just, you're like cold, 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 You know cold, why? Cold. Because I'm not prepared. So I'm getting nervous. Okay. <laughs> um, he worked as a common laborer in the city. Okay. And he was kind of known as, like, the troublemaker around town. Mm. He was kind of, like, the ba- every town has, the like, bad the bad boy. seed or, like, the bad family in town that causes crime and a little bit of commotion and mischief. So that was this guy. Mm-hmm. Kind of bad news bears. This is a bad egg is what I wrote down. <laughs> um, so crack that egg. <laughs> so on the, on the night of May 7th, 1902, so he would have been, um, Kenny math, 1875 to 1902. He would have been, um, let's see, 25, 27. 26, 27. Um, <laughs> I liked that. He said it and then you were like, it's 27. 27. Uh, um, so 27 years old, May 7th, 1902. He got a little tipsy in a bar mm, as you do. And he kicked some guy's ass. Beat him up. Good. There are some stories that also claim that he killed the guy oh. after, oh. like, basically he beat him to death. But then there's also stories that said it was just a bar fight. And okay. He was just had a little too much fun. Um, I don't feel like bar fights are fun, but no, I'm also I mean, not a dude, and I'm also, it's also not the 1900s. And who gets into fights in bars anymore? Ugh, no idea. Kenny, have you ever been in a bar fight? Right by one. 
one guy tried to fight me. Mm. He, like he followed me out of the bar <gasps> and like down the street. Kenny, you're like the nicest guy ever. Who'd want to fight you? I, can, I like ran into him in the door and he got all pissy about it. And like me and mm. my buddy are like, let's just leave. And he like followed us out. You're like, and really? He's, like, and my one buddy's like turned around. He's like, let's fight. And he's like, no. And like he backed away. Then he'd come. He's like, okay, let's go. And we just kept doing that for like a mile down the street of okay, let's do it. And then he'd back away. Just don't do it. Yeah. yeah. So that was the closest I've ever been to a bar fight. I got into a fight in high school once. Yeah. And did. I did. did some girl? I did clock a girl. Ooh, wow. And then I cried afterwards. So I felt bad. Well, yeah. I mean. I almost got in a bar fight once. Oh, a bar college or? Nope. I was, I was, like, in my nope, tw- I was in my this 20s. Was two weeks ago. <laughs> no, I was in my, my early 20s. I was at Slam Jams. <gasps> Slam Jams. Yeah, and I, I accidentally bumped into, like, Kenny, I bumped into a girl when I was trying to, like, sneak past her mm-hmm. uh, on the dance floor, and I, I apparent she moved as I was moving, and then it was, like, it almost seemed like I body checked her, but I didn't mm-hmm. mean to. She was dancing. I was dancing. I was trying to, like, sneak I'd through. I've seen your dance moves, so I could see you, like. Yeah, things were getting serious. And then, um, yeah, I kind of body checked her, and then she came at me, and her friends had to hold her back, and I ran away. I ran away. Good for you. No, listen. I'm after I fighting. went in my little fight incident, I would never lay my hands on anybody again. It was so stupid. And it was over a boy, you guys. Ugh. Like, so, ew. like, ew. Gross. Are, are you still with him? Or? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, so, so this is not a Todd. No, this was, No. This was high school. Mm. I was also 18 and she was 17. So there was that. So I did have to go to court too. You guys. It's okay. I got. Okay. They gave me a pass. It's fine. Great. 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 It's great. It's fine. Anyway. Mm. So, um, and I think if you Google me, you can't, like, there's no, like. It's been expunged. Like, nothing. Like, I don't have a record, people. So don't be scared. I'm always scared. (laughs) Okay. So he was drunk. He beat the shit out of this other guy. Maybe killed him. Not sure. Um, because it's 1902. People didn't, people didn't care back no. then. Yeah. Who cares? So he was thrown into jail overnight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what he did whenever they arrested him, but he also pissed off the cops. And I'm sure he had a record, and I'm sure they, they know him or whatever. So they roughed him up a little bit, and they put him in this like solitary confinement jail cell. Mm-hmm. And we're going to post a picture of it, and it is – looks legit it's basically like a war bunker ew there are no windows the only way to see light is there was a gap um this is not how they described it this is how i'm describing it there's a gap in like the door frame to see like some light other than that there's no windows it's all stone it's all like serious business so he must have done something to piss someone off yes so the same night he gets arrested he does something to piss someone else off at the jail and they throw him in this like bunker solitary confinement so oh it was a bomb proof cell (laughs) perfect or shell as i almost just said it's a bomb proof shell all stone and bullet or built partially underground Mm -hmm. um let's see it, it was the most sheltered building in the city great okay so i already said that okay so now we get to May 8th, which is the next morning at about 7.50 a.m. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be some rumbling in the air. And the town that he lives near, this fishing village, is basically built on the side of a giant mountain. Okay. Which is also an active volcano. Uh-oh. 
Um, it's called Mount, Mount Peely. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually heard of it. I have two. Weird. If I'm saying it right, but I think I am. I think so. Um, so that morning, uh, there's been, there were some rumblings. There were some early signs, but back then they didn't really they pay attention to them. That. They no. weren't, they didn't care. Um, and the whole side of Mount Peely just tears open and erupts and explodes. Um, huge black clouds shoot out of the top and the side of the mountain and a gigantic mushroom cloud Mm. and quote Wikipedia darken the sky (laughs) for 50 miles wide. That's how big this eruption was. This thing was huge. Uh Um, let's see. The speed of the cloud was a 420 miles per hour. Oh, like you don't think like a volcano being erupting, being like, well, it yeah. sounds scary, but yeah, like but you, you see just the lava and it's like always flowing slow. slow. But that's not what kills you. No, it's not. It's the ash and stuff. It's yeah. the cloud. It's a nice ash. It's a nice ash that kills you. <laughs> so um, let's see. The entire town was destroyed in less than one minute. And um, let's see. Hold on. I wrote some notes over here. Um, let's see. It was this was the most deadly volcano in the 20th century. Turns out. Oh. And 30,000 to 40,000 people were dead within a minute. So it basically wiped out the entire town. It flattened the entire town. Yes. Um, Let's see. The cloud consisted of superheated gases and fine debris Mm -hmm. with temperatures over, guess how high the temperatures were? You're never going to guess, but guess. 600 degrees. Kenny? 1,600. Oh, close. 1,830 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy. Does that even exist? No. I don't think that shit was hot. That's like, I don't even know. I feel like that melts air. I don't, is that a thing? It's too hot. It's so hot. Well, I don't like when it's like 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Guess who was safe? Our friend in the bunker. Our friend in the bunker. (laughs) So, oh shit, where the rest of my notes go. Okay. So, (laughs) this is like our first time using a spiral notebook. Right, you guys. Um, and I'm surprised I can read my handwriting. So four days after the eruption, um, rescue teams heard cries coming from the rubble of the prison. Oh, God. And um, he was our good friend, Ludger. Ludger? Ludger. He was badly burned. And the pictures we're going to post, you can see, like, the scarring on his body from the burns. And um, he was one of three survivors. Or one of two. There were two other survivors. So he was one of two other survivors that survived this volcano. Um, What were the other two people doing? The one guy was a shoemaker in town. Mm -hmm. So he was in a giant shoe. And he lived on the outskirts of town. Oh, okay. In a shoe. In a shoe. With lots of like shoelaces, children. Um, There was an old lady who lived in a shoe. (laughs) She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. (laughs) And then there was another little girl that fleed and got in a boat and like rode away. And that's it. Everyone else died except for him. Okay. So um, let's see. He survived by um, that little crack along the door. Mm -hmm. So ash and like heat was coming in. So he urinated. He took his clothes off. Not all of them, but like some of his clothes. Urinated on his clothes and shoved him in the cracks of the door frame. Mm -hmm. And it stopped most of the heat from coming through. But he still got burnt. He still got burnt. But he would not have survived if everything would have been able to come through. So... (sighs) That's how he lived. Um, it mostly stopped the smoke and ash for him, which yeah. would have suffocated him. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. 
I put, I wrote, he avoided breathing in searing hot air. I mean, yes, I feel like that would be the worst because it would like burn your you from the inside. Mm, yeah, imagine breathing in your lungs. Yeah, no. Um, he was then pardoned uh, from for his crimes, and he later joined the Barnum 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 and Bailey's Circus. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and he toured America. What, what was his act? So he was the the man who lived through doomsday and he basically told his experience of surviving the volcano eruption that was his act. i feel like barnum and bailey really changed since well he was 1900s. also the first african-american oh. to ever be in the circus barnum and bailey really interesting yep. and during that time everything was still segregated so yeah. it was a big deal wow um so yeah i guess when he toured the country when he toured america he would just talk about his experience and that was kind of his act but he was scarred pretty bad like it was yeah. an and intense i bet i bet he had a sweet caribbean accent or whatever he was mm. like yo man i don't know i don't know <laughs> i love everything that just happened just then <laughs> um the prison cell or bunker is still standing today what so if you go to this little caribbean island um you can see it it's still there. Wow. That's how amazingly built it was. Um, he did die of natural causes in 1929. Okay. I mean, people didn't really live that long back then, so. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, he had a great life afterwards. He toured with a circus. He was famous. He had a little celebrity, you know, in the his little Caribbean island and then moved to America. And uh, and yeah, that's, that's his story. I love that. I can't believe only three motherfucking people survived now i read another article that said nobody survived but i'm gonna go with wikipedia because i feel like yeah i'm sure some other people had to survive yes i agree i feel like the shoemaker for sure so the point of the story is sometimes bad shit happens to you but it happens for a reason maybe he was in that maybe he was in that bunker for a reason yep he beat that guy up for a reason maybe he murdered that guy for a reason we're gonna go beat up I don't think he murdered him. Even if he did, it didn't matter. That guy was going to die the next day. Exactly. <laughs> he actually probably gave him a more pleasant death right. versus being destroyed right. by a volcano I ash. I feel like 1,800 degrees would kill you pretty instantly. You think so? I, I hope so. I feel like... I would hope. I hope it doesn't last more than a couple But I seconds. wonder like, if the ash is slowly falling and it's burning you. So it's not like uh, one no, quick I feel swoop like, of... I feel like, like it's a heat wave. A, I feel like you're going to take a breath in. And it's and just going to burn your insides. But think how bad... In that last second, how bad that's going to hurt. Maybe. Maybe you just maybe your body just shuts it on down. You know how like when people yeah. fall out of planes or whatever and you just pass out? I hope that's what happens. True. Okay. Well, Kenny, would you like to lighten the mood? <laughs> yes. Uh, scientists win an award for giving an alligator what? Mm. Win an award for giving an alligator what? They scientists win an award. Hmm. Hmm. Um. A prosthetic arm. Hmm. Okay. That's okay. usable. Um. Or leg. I mean. Okay. They give an alligator what? Do you, do you want to know what the prize is and who else won it this year? Because well, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Okay, this yeah. whole thing is very interesting. Yes, yes, yes. The prize is called the Ig Nobel Prize. It's a satirical Nobel Prize. Mm-hmm. Other notable people who won it this year? Trump. I was going to say Donald and Trump. Boris. Uh, oh. Minister Boris of the UK. And some other world leaders. I'll tell you what, how they won it afterwards because it's very funny. Hmm. Hmm. A toothbrush? They gave him helium and made him shout. (laughs) 
So the Ig Nobel Prize is an award by Harvard that's kind of like a satirical Nobel Prize for mm-hmm. interesting ways, scientific experiments that make you think and laugh, they say. Okay. So this was like... Why Donald Trump win one? He doesn't make me laugh ever. I'll go over that in a second. Okay. So this one was like, they're trying to figure out alligators' vocal communications, mm-hmm. but it was the way they did the experiment that won him the prize because it was mm-hmm. so interesting. Trump, Boris, and other world leaders won the Medical Education Award for teaching people that politicians can have more immediate effect on life and death than scientists and doctors can. Mm, oh, yeah. wow. So that's Wait, is this the it. whole thing about... Like people were all talking about how Trump won a Nobel Prize. No, he won an actual Nobel he Prize too. Nobel Prize, but this is oh, an I was hoping I was hoping that was like a miscommunication. I thought that for a second too when he said Trump. I was like, oh, that makes sense. So wait, he really did win. What kind of Nobel Prize? What the fuck did he win? I, I don't know. For Pete, for if you I, say peace, peace. Well, he did a negotiate. <laughs> Listen, I watch all some. I keep up with the news, people. Good, I do a not. little bit. You're in charge. Actually, of my news Todd. Coverage. Actually, my husband does that. Okay, perfect. I don't. So he negotiated a deal in the Middle East. Oh, a peace yeah, deal. I did see that. Like, okay. I think two of them, whatever. Yeah, I don't it was know. him and like a couple other people got a peace deal going. Right. Great. Which is why the other guy got the Nobel Peace Prize too, right? The Borison guy from Europe. Whatever. This no, isn't the a. Boris guy this is got not it a. Too, also, it was a satirical one. He oh, this is not a political podcast. Absolutely in case you not. were wondering. Yeah, we don't care who you like. Go for it. But vote. But just vote. Whatever you do, vote. Just vote. Okay. All right. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Wow. I like that one. I'm curious how they got the helium I, into the alligator. They put him in a helium. Like It was like most of the air he was breathing in this tank was helium oh, for a little bit. Is he okay? <laughs> yeah, he's okay. fine. I mean, Science Day. I feel like they're pretty nice to, at least in the United States. Yeah, I might have to go through all, like, all the other winners of this prize because, I mean, I want to see the other experiments they do. Heck Yeah. Oh my god! So, Amazing. what university is this from? MIT or Harvard? Harvard, uh, Harvard created. Isn't it. it funny how like this is the humor of Harvard people? Yeah, they think this so is like hilarious. like they're cracking themselves up over well, this. Like on the Wikipedia page, it's about a frog levitating from magnetic magnetic levitation. Hmm. Oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah. So, I don't as know, long as no animals are hurt in yeah, these experiments, exactly. I'm fine with it. Exactly. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Sip Survivor Pete, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.